The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to another episode of the panel discussion, your home for comic book and pop culture talk every single week, typically, our apologies, uh, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside with me, as per usual, the one, the only, Schmitty. How was your Thanksgiving? Everybody have a good Thanksgiving, I hope? I, I think, yeah, it was nice. Uh, I didn't travel too much. Nice, yeah, which is nice. Helps, We've you and I have talked about how much I dislike all the traveling yeah. that I have to do, and uh, it was a whole lot of it. That's nice. I just had a one stop shop. Went to my sister's, stayed there. She just lives one town over, so it wasn't far at all. So it was nice. That's pretty good. That's always a good thing. Many many dishes to be passed. It was delightful. Yeah. No, you can't beat that. That's uh. Like I said, I know I've always been. I've, everybody makes fun of me now because I was a big advocate for what last year was, as far as holidays and all that stuff. But man, it's always nice when you just go to a place, chill out. Yeah, and, it helps. And, I know a lot of people got to like double dip. They got to go to like a lunch, and then they got to go to dinner. And it sounds like that's something I used exhausting. to. And this is part of the reason why I blew up so much. My family and my wife's family are very family oriented. Yeah, but they're not like close to the point where they would ever do Thanksgiving together. So to appease everybody, my mom is a very, you know, what have you done for me lately kind of person. Love her to death. Yeah, and my wife is like, yo, you're gonna come to Thanksgiving. You're gonna have dinner with me, right? So there's a three year stretch where I was doing Thanksgiving dinner at both places. My God. That's right. And now I look the way I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I, yeah. Appeasing everybody. Yeah. Well. Live and learn. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know oneself. I, uh, you know, I got I to sit, worked, I relax. Always... I took a nap. I watched football. The games are pretty boring though. I mean, no, I, I shouldn't say that. The Bills game was, was boring. The, the Bills game was boring. pretty close. Lions and Bears was okay. Care. I just didn't care. And then the second game, I just didn't care. No. Even though it was kind of close, I just didn't care. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I was watching my phone. By that time, I had actually – I I felt so good that I went out to my cousin's place, and uh, he was having my uncle over and all well, his, his dad and stuff because, uh, you know, everything with the vaccine and stuff, people didn't want unvaccinated yeah. people over. So I was like, okay, that's kind of – I get it 100%, yeah. but I still want to see everybody. Yeah. Still want to see everybody um, on on Thanksgiving, so I went out. I, I was like, I felt so good that I went out there and, and I hung out. Yeah, it was nice. I got to play. Have you ever used one of those Oculus things before? I haven't, but I heard they're remarkable. Holy shit! I yeah. don't know if I'm ever gonna get to talk about it again on a podcast. Yeah, but holy shit! What game did you play? I don't remember the name of it, but it was very brightly colored. There was a lot of shooting. Okay, involved. All right, I was like, they're like, you have to pick your weapons, and I'm like, I have this remote in my hand, and I lift it up, 
and there's like and the guns there. I'm just like, boop, boop, boop. it was so fucking cool. Yeah, I heard like uh, buddy I of mine one. played uh, like Resident Evil. Yeah, on they the just Oculus. they just uh, released Resident Evil Four. Yeah, and he it. said it's weird because it's like you're like reluctant to go in. like when you're playing it handheld. It's like oh, you you bust into a room, you 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 look for zombies, and you move along. It's like, but when you're like playing with the Oculus, you're like reluctant. You know it's fake, but like everything in your body is telling you that you're in a strenuous life threatening mm-hmm. situation. He's like, you open a door and you're like reluctant to go in. And he goes, it's funny to watch other people play it when you're like in the same room with them, watching them and how they're reacting. Cause you, there's no context for you. It's like, no, you have no idea unless you're, yet. unless you can transfer it on like a home TV so everybody can watch. There's it, nobody knows. I love watching like the videos of like, uh, it's, it's only funny when it's older people to me and they're oh, like, yeah. they go to like jump. And they just like jump and leap at the floor, and they're, like they're diving into the floor. It's yeah, hilarious. it's so good. So I want one. They're all, only I didn't realize this. They're actually not that expensive. I think they've gone down because they came out what two years ago. Yeah, they have the new Oculus. That's the only one you can play Resident Evil on. It's like three hundred bucks. Okay. I think I think you get system though. Right, you could pay five hundred for a uh, for a bigger like data site, like a bigger like. It, memory card yeah. a bigger memory space but I, I think this is the first thing that i've wanted actually for christmas in like a long time like an actual like video game console yeah, yeah. thing and man i'm working all the overtime at work i know i'm not gonna get it for christmas so i have to buy it for myself i'm gonna pop it up right here we're gonna we're gonna have some fun you have to clear some space no <laughs> there's plenty of room here Bumping into shit There's plenty of room here There's Look at all this free space it's So much activities <laughs> There's a lot of Cartwheels and... We have a lot of chairs it's, It gets very <laughs> intense here. Um, So yeah So we hope you all Had a good Thanksgiving We decided to miss last week I was feeling under the weather um, I wasn't going to send Will You know Go do Can an it... episode by yourself uh, Well Baron Apparently Baron was here I forgot to tell him, so he was just rummaging through the halls. Sorry about that, Baron. (laughs) Trollops. Both of you. Both of you. I was was sauntering up and down the halls. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. How did you get in here? You don't have a set of keys. Snuck in. You snuck in. I'm a man of many talents, you see. You see, I snuck in. Yes. Hmm? I shan't tell you how or why there's a little shimmy hole that I burrow through, burrow like a rat. It made me feel filthy. The asbestos, oh God, the asbestos. It's bad here, I know. It was in my mustache, and then on my way home, I was pulled over by Johnny Law, because apparently it's a big holiday where people celebrate with beer and drugs and such, and the asbestos was in my mustache, and he questioned me thoroughly. I had to explain to him it was not what he thought it was. It was asbestos. My nasal cavity is very delicate. It cannot handle such strenuous things. Ah. You did a good job. Like, I'm proud of you that you came here, even though we weren't here. I rummaged. You need to get a like a phone, though. Mm, no, cancer. They give you cancer, and I shan't have a phone. No, never. Mm-mm. I'm just picturing him just ru- just crawling through asbestos, like ridden like <laughs> tunnels and shit, like army crawling. I'm picturing like he was like Andy <coughs> Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption. Is that what it was? Have you seen that film? Yes. Have you seen that film, Baron? Yes, I uh, I kind of felt a little like Andy Dufresne. Good thing it was not fecal matter. It was just asbestos. I don't know which one I would prefer, the asbestos. Uh-huh. Or, uh, the, the shit. Hmm. 
I mean, shit you can kind of just shower off. This is true. I don't think you could get cancer from shit. No, there's other diseases and stuff, but... Yeah. Dysentery, I think you can get. Dysentery? The shit. Yes. Cholera? Bubonic plague? You oh, know about I remember plague. I got all those when I was on the Oregon Trail. Dysentery would get me every time. Ah, it's awful on that Oregon Trail. Never again shall I travel that trail. Never again. No? Fuck you, Oregon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Baron. Whew. I guess you lost a lot of good people on the Oregon Trail. I, I guess you did. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, um, Stooley Steve is not present today. Well, well good, probably that's why Baron didn't crawl through the shit like Andy Dufresne. Probably. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, he is supposed to return next week. He's on a little vacation. He uh, Hopefully he, not an amusement park or a water park, per se. That would be bad. That would be bad. He said something about bootlegging, but... Does anybody bootleg DVDs anymore? I wouldn't ask him that question, though. I wouldn't ask him. No. Just just agree and nod politely. No, I don't know if I can taste that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to, to have that on the tip of my tongue. Um, but, yes, he will be back next week for those who miss uh, our good friend, Stooley Steve. He's an uh, excellent addition to the show. We're happy to have him. Um, but, yes, he will return next Thanks week. Thanks for the heads up. I'll bring my gas mask. All right. Good, good thinking. Um, so... Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we missed last week. There wasn't really a whole lot of news that we missed. I don't Just, think a couple releases, movie yeah, releases, movie release, Ghostbusters Afterlife hit uh, the Friday before. Give me your uh, here because I haven't seen it yet. Yes, let's uh, let's hear your spoiler free. Spoiler free. I really enjoyed it, but I know that I enjoyed like the the best way I can sum it up is it's already been summed up by Bill Murray on the late night shows. They're like, so people are loving this movie. They're coming out in tears. And they said it was so emotional and they're crying. And Bill Murray just responds with, yeah, that's great for a a comedy. (laughs) Like, it does not feel like a comedy. It's a great movie. I liked it. But I will say that I was eating a copious amount of member berries while I was watching it. they did a good job of honoring so, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. They did. Yeah, it's definitely not a good like on its own. Like if you showed it to a kid who's never seen Ghostbusters before, they'd be like, oh, "What the fuck is this? What is this?" Right? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I enjoyed it immensely, though. If you're a fan of the original Ghostbusters, I think you would also enjoy this. I probably wouldn't. So it's like a tribute kind of movie. Is is Again, not spoiler heavy, but is there like I, I, is there room I, for like a sequel? Yes, there is. Yes, um, uh, I will say I had the spoiler ruined for me. Now a few weeks ago, I was like raving about going to the store and stumbling on those Stranger Thing toys. That yeah, I was just like I didn't even know these were coming out. This is great. Well, this bit me in the ass because I was stumbling down the toy aisle and I saw some Ghostbusters merchandise. So I was like, "You fuckers! The movie's not even out yet." Yeah, cock gobblers? The fuck? Why do they do that? I think it wasn't even supposed to be on the shelves yet because I heard people were trying to buy this particular product. And, and they was, went and check out. Yeah, it was it was like shelf-dated for the 28th. Oh, that's So it was up. just somebody who put it out early because they didn't know. They do that a lot, though. Like, And I think intentionally. Marvel I does that. Yeah. A, it happens to Marvel a lot. 
They do. They've done that with Lego sets of four. Yeah, but the Lego they've sets done that are usually with, like they're not even accurate. Not completely. They done, but they have done it with with regular action figures as well. They have spoiled movies with you know with 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 just character things. They have done that before. They've gotten better at it, but I feel like this year was tough for them because the toys came out when the movie was originally supposed to come out. Like all those Shang Chi toys came out when the movie was supposed to hit, and right. then obviously got delayed. But the toys still hit early. Same thing with the Eternals toys. Uh, I, I think they've done a good job with the Spider-Man toys that have just I've been seeing more recently. Like the only thing I've been seeing is like the black suited Spider-Man, but we've already seen. We've that seen that in the trailer. trailer so. Correct, correct. And it's just a different tech suit. Like right. Yeah. Was it Shazam? Some asshole spoiled Shazam for me. I mean, they did it with the Funkos. They did it with the Funkos. Yeah. Um, the different colored ones. But he made sure to remind me. Yeah. That they spoiled that, that that was like I guess what the Funko Pops the movie <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, so yeah, so that's that's good to hear that Ghostbusters was good. I don't know if I'm gonna find, have time to do it, but as we usually do, um, two weeks is pretty much the uh, the unloading time, yeah, the spoiler yeah. free time. If I don't catch it, we gotta learn some things. So cool. uh, I'm gonna learn some things. So. Uh, Let's see what else. Resident Evil came out. Neither of us have seen that. I don't know if either of us have any attention to see it. I, love, I was telling Matt, a buddy of mine saw it. I just spoke with him tonight. And uh, he's a huge Resident Evil fan. Played the games religiously, forward, backward, especially like the first few, um, like the original ones. And he just said it wasn't, it did not live up to what he was hoping. Mm. Too much was crammed into one movie. And he said there was some cool stuff, but there was also a lot of bad stuff. And, like, I feel like I kind of knew that after it was released because, like, there was little to no marketing for this film. No, it was social media. It was Facebook. It was Twitter. Yeah. It was... Uh, it's bombing. Quite bad, I've been seeing wow, the, the it's numbers. Like I, it's like I've seen that coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a prophet. You see in the future. Maybe you're like uh, Paul from Dune. You have uh, special powers. Maybe I was thinking like Nostradamus. Have you but... been digging the spice? The spice melange? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I warned y'all. All right. Yeah. They still can't get video game movies right. They can't. Sorry, they'll do, they'll do America. With, they'll do it with Mario. Chris Pratt will do it with Mario. No, well, Italian... apparently not. He's is he been booted? No, no. But people aren't going to show up because of Chris Pratt. I hope he does like a really bad Italian accent. It's me, Mario. It's about you. And then he just gets kicked to the curb even more. Like I feel you have to go with an over the top Italian accent for Mario. Well. How can you not? How do we go? How do we come to this? Uh, how can you not? I mean, it's, it's. I think you have to, but also on the same like token, the legit the, the guy who voiced Mario is still alive, <laughs> but he's not a big enough name star. That's why they're not gonna. Yeah, but I feel like you. They still should have gone. I feel like you still should have gone that route. Like that was the one thing I commend the Transformers movies is they just cast the guy who voiced Optimus Prime. Oh, he sounded great. Yeah. It, you don't like Optimus Prime is the star. It's not who's voicing it. I feel like Mario is a big enough property that it doesn't matter who. Like who the fuck voiced Sonic in the Sonic movie? Does anybody know? No, because nobody cares. It's fucking Sonic. 
You make a good point. Like, you could have just had Mario and Luigi. It doesn't matter who's voicing them. So they did kind of cause their own problem. Now that I have a problem with Chris Pratt doing it, maybe he'll knock it out of the park. Who knows? Maybe They literally sucks. see him sign up for anything now, the the Twitter mob, and they're like, oh, my God. Cause he signed up for something else, too. He's doing some other voice acting thing. And they are just – they bury I, – I, I hate, like, Twitter because they just hate Chris Pratt for whatever reason. I don't know. Whatever. Y'all are childish. I don't get it. Um, but we did have a big release this past week, movies aside. Hawkeye. First two episodes First, dropped the day dro- before Thanksgiving. It's a nice little treat. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. Um, I like the Christmas feel to it. The New York City setting. It has the. It has a very nice vibe. To, yeah, I like it. Because, you know, I mean, New York City, it's just. With the first Avengers movies, it, it, the first Avengers movie, it just seemed like it was this big, just battlefield. Yeah. And now we get to kind of see it in the MCU, technically, on a little bit of a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a little... I mean, we've seen it a little bit with Spider-Man, but like Spider-Man doesn't feel like it's city. It's more like the Queen Queens and the Bronx. And it's not like the city city, like the iconic locations, like the Christmas tree and the skating rink and, um, you know, the, the Broadway plays... Um, the big fancy hotels, and I don't know something about New York at Christmas time. I don't know if it's my Home Alone two. Yes, I, I did out. feel that vibe. Pl- tr- planes, trains, and automobiles. I got a l- not that like that's like, but but I got that vibe. Yeah, it was to, that, that, that city holiday. kind of yeah. vibe yeah. to it. That which I like. That when I see stuff around the holidays, that's what I want to associate it with. Yeah, and it just fits well. Um. But I thought I did a great job introducing uh, Kate Bishop. Oh, I knew she was going to kill it. I knew she was going to. Did you Did you notice the uh, the clock tower that she destroys in the first episode? What about so it? So everybody's like, oh, she destroyed that clock tower. But if you look, it's named after Obadiah Stane. So it's like, oh, fuck it. Oh, I seen that a little bit after. Yeah. So that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, so. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of, I mean, they did a good job with Easter eggs. We're not going to go through them all. Um, I mean, the opening scene is amazing. Like seeing young Kate Bishop, seeing the all scene in that apartment of like the attack from 2012 in the MCU, and then seeing like her point of view of that famous scene where Hawkeye just shooting the, the no bow look. and arrows, the yeah, no look, the no looks, and then uh, like the, like the Patrick jumping, out there. the jumping blindly, and then shooting the arrow up and going through the glass and seeing that from like a further distance. Um, and then I saw somebody like timed it up and it was like on point perfectly time really like, shot for shot. Like the timing was, was matched up perfectly on both of them. So, um, I thought that was really well done, but yeah, I knew the Kate Bishop character would be great. Um, she's fun. I like her clumsiness with this. It's, it's yeah. literally a superhero in training type situation. Yeah. Um, I love how she like geeks out cause she's such a. Uh, fangirl of Hawkeye. Yeah. So that when she she meets him, she like geeks out and she, and it feels so genuine. Like, he's just yeah. like, oh my god, fuck off. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's legitimately like that's how he acts. And I think Renner like they they contrast each other perfectly. Yes. I'm I'm very he's happy like with the reluctant teacher. She's the eager but kind of fangirl, you know, student. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a good chemistry, a yin yang chemistry between the two of them. Um, I like the scene seeing Hawkeye with his kids, um, you know, going out, out to, oh to my God, the, the Rogers, and, the, the, oh, the, the, Rogers the play. play yeah. Oh my, 
was so me and my wife were sitting there just laughing at it the entire time as this was going on, and you know they, they lose the noise. Like he's like, Dad, did you turn off your hearing aid? Yeah, like and, how they, they they brought that up because you didn't know until she asked him, and then he they turns it up, and then I absolutely I thought one of the best gags. Um, was when uh, she's like, "Oh, you've lost your hearing. What? What? When did that? Oh, like, what caused that?" And it just goes through like a quick flashback of like every him just getting his ass kicked, like him going through the window, the glass plane window in Avengers. Um, a shot of him like when he gets uh, shot down at the beginning of Age of Ultron. Yep. Uh, a, a shot of him like shooting the arrow, but there's an explosion behind him. And that, then, and then something, there was one from Endgame, I think, when the when the Avengers yes, mansion yes. blew up. And then he just, well, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I, I, Which, I, I think it's fantastic. Me, I reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you ever saw, um, what was the, the comedy with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, where they're, oh, the other guys. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Where they, like, the, 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 blow, the building blows up behind them, and they just fall down and they're screaming like, there's no way you can just walk away from an explosion without flinching. That is bullshit. That is bullshit. Star Wars is or I think there's a Star Wars reference in that. But um, yeah, yeah bullshit. It's, oh, it's so it was so good. I you know, we know that Jeremy Renner can be a lead guy, but we, you know, for can he? I mean, so far, so good in this show. But well, it's a show. Uh, yeah. Like there's been a lot of great actors that have been leads of shows. I feel like once you like small screen is one thing, but when you go big screen, I feel like you need to have a bit like a larger than life presence. And I like the only time that he was given the lead was that born ultimate. Was it born supremacy or born? Oh, one of those born movies. Right. Yeah. Where they like totally ignored it. And when they got Matt Damon back. Oh yeah. Um, but everything else, like he was great in the mission impossible movies, but obviously he's playing second. Yeah. I can't think of a movie where he's been in the lead that's been a successful box office hit. I mean, which is not a it's not a knock. It's just like not everybody's going to be the guy whose name is above the title of the movie. Right. You know? Yeah, I guess it's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 maybe that's why I, I like this so much. Well, is that cause we've never well, seen it. And you are like you bring up the, the small screen point, which is not inaccurate at all. No, but. But it it's also, cool to see him as like this fatherly like leader role where he's been second fiddle to everybody. And it makes him more believable in that role. The fact that he's like he's not doing it for glory, he's not doing it for adoration, he's just doing it cuz it's his job. It's the right basically. thing to do, the yeah, job, yeah. right. You know. Um even like the conversations he has with his wife like she calls him and she's like, "Hey, what's going on?" and he's like, "Yeah, it's bad. They found the dirty laundry and referring to the Ronin suit." And then she's like, oh, okay, well, what do you got to do? And he's like, yeah, I got a tracksuit mafia. And she's like, all oh, those bozos. And Bro, bro, those guys are so funny. Oh, that was great. It's like, yeah, this is a really nice place you got here. He's like, oh, thank you very much. I think he's mocking <laughs> him. And he's like, what? No, no, it's very hard. There's very little real estate to come across. And we tried to do the best we could. But no, that was, that was really good. Um, those Those guys, that's why, like, they're they're good comic foils, but I don't think they're going to be the big bad, which no leads us to um, uh, the the ending of the second episode ends on the introduction of the character Echo, um, which they just announced a few weeks ago that she's getting her own spinoff show. Correct. 
Um, now, I wasn't overly familiar. I just knew that it was a character of martial arts background that was deaf, of Native American heritage. I did not know. I did a little research uh, very easily, quick. But I did not realize that she, her backstory in the comics is that she is an assassin, a daughter of an assassin, who was killed by Kingpin. But Kingpin lies to her and tells her that Daredevil actually killed her father. And then he, like, basically, like, Great Expectation style. Like, he pays for her to get the best training, to get the best education right? as she's growing up. And she obviously, you know, you know would be grateful for that. And he's not doing that to be a nice person. He's doing that because he sees that this is a tool that he can use against one of his adversaries, a la Daredevil. Yeah. So um, that's why I don't think that with the the way that the tracksuit mafia has acted, yeah, they've they've have they killed anybody? Not really. No, they just did that break in, the little just yeah. break in thing on the auction, and uh, so the, and that's and about, which, about it. Which they were fighting people that kind of are being portrayed also, in like a nefarious way, right? So. And then with Echo, like, they're not going to give a Disney Plus series to a villain. No, no. Or at least not a, I mean, they did it with Loki, but Loki at this point is like a. He's a tweener. He's like an anti-hero. Yes. He's so beloved. I would say, I, like, villain. It, Echo, up. they have, I mean, they have a lot to do with, yeah. with this, with this, with this character to get, to get her up and, you know, just get people interested. Because yeah. right now, I mean, if you tell me there's an Echo show coming out, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I don't care. But, but they're going to be setting the stage. Um, now, uh, it was pretty heavily speculated that people were hoping slash speculating that Vincent D'Onofrio would be reprising the role of Wilson Fisk. A lot of little nods. A lot of little nods. this show. Um, they even, like, one of the executive producers even said that, yeah, you probably, maybe, like, episode four or five will pop in. And then, like, immediately, like, no, 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 he's not in the show, not in the show. Even Vincent D'Onofrio is like, no, I'm not. I'm not in there. Um, but uh, Matt pointed out uh, about the hotel. Yes. So uh, I was out to dinner with my uh, my good friend Rich Moranto, who's the host of uh, Next to Kin podcast that he does with his son. And uh, we were talking. He goes, did you notice this little thing with the hotel? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, so him and his son were watching together, and he said that, it's the same hotel that the Kingpin was being was staying in in season three of Daredevil. Now, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of hotels out there. Yeah, and Marvel could film in any hotel that they want to. Yeah. So, and they, they, they chose that one for a reason. They, they this one they gave a name. I think in this episode, I don't know if it had a name. In uh, in Daredevil season three, that's the way he was telling me, but uh, very uh, coincidental. Like I don't know if a lot of people picked that up. I certainly didn't pick it up until he told me about it. He showed me where he found it on Google, you know about it, and I was like, man, that's that's pretty interesting. You just don't do that by accident. Marvel doesn't do anything by accident. No, everything has meaning. Everything. Even if it's not like, because it's, it's speculated, it's not going to be the exact same Wilson, F- Wilson Fist. It's going to be a variant. Right. The MCU's variant. Um, Even though I... F- it could just be a, a nice little, like, hey, um, the little tease. Even though, like, and I, I get that Netflix has been considered non-canon. Yes. At this point. 
But when they were doing those shows, and this is something I brought up too, there were references to the Battle of New York. Yeah, there were a lot. That was the whole reason that Wilson Fisk rose to power because the city of New York was in shambles because of the Battle of New York. Right. That's how he was able to acquire so much real estate. And uh, he also pointed out that they referenced, you know, the the Ed Norton Hulk versus Abomination battle in Harlem. Yeah. Um, there was even in Jessica Jones, a character tries to shoot her because she says, you know, you people, you ruined our city. And she goes, I wasn't even there. Why don't you take it up with the big green guy? Right. Like they straight up, especially in the first season of um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. But that was a selling point. Is that, hey, we're, yeah. we're getting we're getting yeah. TV show, TV show streaming uh, options. Um, you know, that's going to that's going to kind of tie in all these these little loose ends. And I don't know. I, I, I hate the idea of a variant for this thing. I kind of do. I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point, but I kind of hate the idea that it's a variant. Like, we already know we're getting Charlie Cox in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's just a way so they can... Anything that they didn't like with those Netflix shows, they can kind of, like, retcon a little bit. Right. But, but yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to start getting some street-level characters like that. Um, Daredevil is, is on his way. He's the most popular one. They'd be foolish not to include him in some way, shape, or form. I don't think we're not going to get Daredevil's, you know, the Daredevil and Spider-Man or any of this stuff. But we are going to get, you know, Matt Murdock, which is a good step going forward. Even if it's a, just a nod, I'd, I'd be happy with. But I do want to see some new life brought into. I do want to see Daredevil just kind of be a main fixture um, on these streaming shows. Yeah, because there's speculation he's going to be on She-Hulk. And um, so, yeah, it'd be great. Um, and that's the other, like... Uh, so that's why I really don't think that Echo is going to be the big bad. I think she's going to be introduced as like an adversary turned ally as the show goes on. Um, there's also Swordsman. Jack, yes, yes. The uh, the the, 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 the stepfather. stepfather to yeah. be. Um, obviously, there's a little bit more there going on. Uh, he's also he now he was a uh, he was a villain for Hawkeye, and he was introduced. The swordsman was he one of the. Uh, there was like that little group of villains. Was it him? It was like uh, Baron Zemo, the Masters of Evil. Okay, I don't think he was. There was maybe it was a Black Knight. I gotta look. Um, Masters of Evil. No, I don't want to get away from my comic. Uh, but he definitely seems familiar. Like I feel like I've seen him. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, it must have been a variation of Black Knight. Yeah. So, but uh, and and this is uh, show seems to take inspiration from the the Hawkeye graphic novels that came out a little while ago that introduced the Kate Bishop character. Yeah. Um. Even the art styles of like the opening credits are heavily influenced. I heard something up. that I wasn't super stoked about at. The, they had not like giving any, like they're not paying the dude whose art designs they pretty much stole. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, they're like straight off of the the. the comic they literally books. ripped it off the comic. Yeah, yeah. Book. even like the lettering of the show. Yeah. Well, that's another. They've they've been kind of doing that. Like the guy who created Winter Soldier says that it, it, his stomach turns because he's not getting any financial 
compensation for the fact that he created a character that's now on big screen television, like big movies, TV. Yeah. Disney's making a buttload of money off of him. Um, it's kind of been, it's unfortunately been that way for a long time. So if we kind of graze over it, it's just because it's almost been a reoccurring thing all the way back to Superman. Like the guys who created Superman had to fight for generations to get any kind of financial compensation for the fact that they created Superman. Right. Yeah. And they should be getting, you know, kickbacks. They should be set for life. You're right. Yeah. Their family should be set for life. Yeah. Like their their family and their family's family and their family's family, like they're that that should be generational wealth that they should never have to worry about. A hundred percent agreed. So, yeah, I don't know how true it is, but it wouldn't surprise me being no. Disney. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me being Disney. But, um, but yeah, I did nothing but good things to say about this Hawkeye show. Now you came across some some interesting criticism. Yeah, people, people were saying that it's a very like the lowest rated Disney Plus show that's been released uh, as far as views. Um. I saw it with a headline that was like "Go woke, go broke," and I'm just like, I don't know what they got. What I don't just reaching here, like it, I don't it's know, incredibly I don't, reaching. I don't see anything that would. I haven't seen would anything go either yet. way with with being either woke or non woke culture. No, I, I I haven't seen that yet, and you have to really be reaching, right? Yeah, I think it was just a and we're just, we're just so rile people up. Yeah, and you and I are very anti like woke. Call it like woke, not like very, but we, we, you yeah, know some of the like, stuff we're just like, fuck, really? Yeah, this is what you're going to spend your time and energy on? Yeah, but like we didn't. We I sat there and I didn't see, a, I didn't notice a single bit. Like it didn't, yeah. like nothing that Marvel has really done yet has really affected me to like that point. Like there was nothing that Hawkeye did. I, I didn't. I did not understand that uh, that clickbait bullshit. Now that like. You bringing that up was like really. This yeah. is what you, this is what you guys took away from these these first two episodes. I didn't see it. I really liked it. Um, I'm looking forward to the next four. Uh, it's six episode series. Yeah, like uh, most of them are. I think WandaVision was just the exception. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it, the remaining four episodes. I hope we get Vincent D'Onofrio because he just killed it as Kingpin. He was so good. Yeah, he was one of those guys you just can't cast again. No. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't want to glance over that LARPing scene though. The oh, LARP that was scene. great. That, that was, was great. my favorite. How just intense, like he, I, I legit laughed at it because like Runner has this like, I thought it was... he has this Tony Stark like way of just like, oh my god, really, kind of way of do, like dealing with stuff like the eye like, and he just went in there and it was just it was so it was. Yeah, so I don't good. think Tony Stark would have done that. I think he just would have just been like uh, he would have just taken it and flown away. Right. I mean, that specific thing, but he has this like, he has this thing where he's just like, you know, just annoyed, like easily annoyed. Like he is this, this aura about him that just stuff that doesn't appeal to him. He's just like, I'm not going to do. Yeah. Um, but it was just funny to see Hawkeye kind of do that. But he's like, okay, I'll, I'll play. I thought along. it was a nice little companion piece to the line of dialogue that, uh, Haley Steinfeld's character, Kate Bishop dropped where she was just like, oh, you know, like you, you're, you're, the thing that people can relate to you is just like the fact that you instill hope and inspire people, like normal people. Right. That they can be heroes as well. And when the guy was like, dude, come on, I'll never be a superhero. Like, this is, this is, my, this is all I got. You get to do this every day. Just let me, just let me kill you. Come on, man. Just let me just like. And I thought those, those two lines of like those 
thoughts and those lines of dialogue were a nice little companion. And you could tell, like, when he said that, like, the way you could tell Renner, like, played it off, like, okay, I'm remembering what Kate said to me earlier. Yeah. And, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. It's good storytelling. Yeah. It's very good storytelling. But, yes, um, we're all in. We're, we're very excited for what Hawkeye has, has done so far and what it can be. So Now, do you think he's going to – some people have speculated that perhaps he'll be gifting the uh, Ronin armor to Echo because she was also a incarnation of Ronin in the comics as well. Was she? I don't know if I care to see the Ronin character anymore. I think it served its purpose for Endgame and, yeah. and, and as a plot to get this show underway. Yep. But other than that, I don't think you need to see it. If 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 Echo needs the Ronin suit to to matter, then I don't care about that character. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The Ron- only thing the only thing I could see it paying off is perhaps like maybe we find out in her backstory that it was a certain group of gangsters that killed her father that have beef with Ronan. So she puts on the Ronan outfit just kind of like it's the boogeyman. That's like fair. The, like the Ronan seems just like kind of mess like, them a little like bit. A, the boogeyman to right. the gangsters. Like, oh no, it's the Ronan. And then she just uses it to kill that specific group. And then it's gone. And then she does her own thing. The, yeah, I guess I can see it in that, in that route. But yeah, I, I don't. It's crazy that this, this suit that was like very briefly used in, in movies and stuff. Is, well, especially if it's a Disney show, they're not going to use, like, Ronan's like, yeah, he's just fucking shit up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, Hawkeye is good. Uh, some confusing Spider-Man news that we got this, this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, kind of like the Vincent D'Onofrio thing where they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to be in it. Oh, no, wait, he's not. Um, there was, like, reports that there's uh, another three movies with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, like another trilogy that's coming out. Like, Sony's like, yeah, we signed on to MCU Sony. Three more Spider-Man movies after this one. We're excited. Tom Spider- Holland everything, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah, even Tom Holland's like, yeah, Spider-Man's going to go to crazy new places. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, no, no, that no, it's not happening. Never, No, this is the last one in the trilogy. There's no new trilogy. No, just this one. Go see this one. See, uh, this Marvel-Sony relationship is not going to... It's hanging on because people will lose their, their fucking minds. It'll be split. fine after this movie because this movie is going to make so much fucking money that both Disney and but Sony are going to realize, like, okay, I... Yeah. Yeah, we'll it's just It's true, but man, it just, it just seems like Sony still does not know how to produce... They're, le- a, they're learning. They're I mean, learning, they, they, they but... They had a lot of hits this year. They had Venom. Uh, they had Ghostbusters. Yeah, Morbius um, coming out. Well, yeah, that's coming out next year. We'll see how that one does. Um, but you know, they they they've been yeah, doing but she better. Did, they didn't learn from like the Venom. The trailers they haven't been giving their movies away in the trailers. It's, they're, they're getting learning. better. Yeah, but I mean, with the shit show it was like at the like a year and a half ago, oh, yeah, two sad. years, it was terrible. It was sad. They were thinking about doing a fucking Men in Black. 21 Jump Street crossover. How does that even work? <laughs> like, they were seriously entertaining that notion. <coughs> Do they have Fast and Furious, too? No, that's Universal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's another bad crossover that was pitched, too. Yeah, Fast know. and Furious with Transformers. Just put the no, drivers in the Transformers. with Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, that would have been terrible. Well, that's also Universal. Yeah. So, Oh, that was the other thing that hit. Um, they released the first five minutes of uh, Jurassic Park. Park, Jurassic World Dominion, the one that's coming out next year. Oh, I didn't see it. Dude, it's awesome. Is it, it good? It is 
I seen some... a still. Is that like a drive-through no, or drive-in? Drive well, that's where it ends. It's literally like it just picks up. I, and since they released it, people are wondering if like they're not going to include this in the movie, and that's why they released it because it, it really doesn't have a. It doesn't look like it's going to have much of a plot point to the movie. Like okay. it's literally just a beautiful opening where it shows like all these dinosaurs doing dinosaur shit back in their normal time. Um, it's kind of like fan servicey because it it opens and you got like a dinosaur with feathers doing its thing. It's like stealing an egg to eat, right? And then you see like a T Rex, and they introduce the Giganotosaurus, which is like a bigger carnivore. And it gets in a fight with the T-Rex, but the T-Rex is the T-Rex. Right? right. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. It's that T-Rex. So the Giganotosaurus kills the T-Rex. And as the T-Rex is laying there, you see a mosquito come down, mm. land on it, take some blood, fly away. And then like it, the, you follow the mosquito, I believe, until you think it's like, okay, it's just that mosquito again. But then it like lands on a car, and there's these people watching the drive through and as they're watching the drive through it cuts to like a helicopter chasing the T-Rex through the 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 woods the T-Rex comes up to the movie theater the drive through and like causes all kinds of mayhem and then it like Jurassic World Dominion opening but it's it's beautiful um but yeah we'll see if it's actually going to be the opening of the movie or if it's not going to be the opening cuz it like like I said it doesn't really seem to have relevance plot point maybe the movie was running long and like yeah we can cut this just release it to hype the movie right up. right i could see it as like an actual like opening like an opening to the movie but yeah. now that you describe it but um yeah it's right on youtube you can look it up it's awesome okay yeah. very cool very cool uh let's see what else we got in we got any, anything else in uh news i think that's it movie news uh the only other thing i saw um matrix um the new Matrix is coming out later this month. I think a lot of people. I think it's a trailer that. for that during the Bills Saints game. I see um, a trailer. That's going to be an HBO Max slash theatrical release at the same time. Um, but I did catch where uh, apparently they gave uh, Jessica Henwick, who played Colin Wing in the Iron Fist okay. television show, she I thought she was one of the better parts, um, and. Um, she is playing a character called Bugs in the new Matrix Resurrections. But apparently she was also offered a role in Shang-Chi, but she was only able to do one. Both both Disney and Warner Brothers knew that they were both courting the same actress for projects that were going to be filmed around the same time, and they basically said both companies were like, ultimatum, you either pick our movie and you, wow. you turn that one down. Um they she didn't spe- she didn't say what character she was auditioning for. A lot of people were speculating that perhaps she was going to reprise the Colin Wink role, and you know, as or would she have replaced Aquafina, or as the yeah, friend, as uh, Kate, or his sister, perhaps right. the leader of the Ten Rings, yeah, um, or the new leader of the Ten Rings, I should say. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. But she chose she chose the the Matrix movie, which. She hasn't really broken out yet as a leading lady or even a supporting lady. She's kind of just. I been feel in like you want to do that with a Marvel movie, though. I don't. Well, not, it depends. Like it, that, that's think, a good you, stepping stone, but I feel like Matrix. You see how many people? Get, yeah, but it's like how, and she seems to be like kind of the Jada Pinkett Smith level character in this new movie. 
Right. And that was like, that's probably Jada Pinkett Smith's biggest role was in Matrix. Probably. I just like for recurring role, like, I don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the Matrix. Yeah, but I are they, like, is this a rebooting? Are they going to do another trilogy with it or? Probably depends on how it does, how well it does critically and financially. But I feel like sometimes you just need that one and done role that breaks you through before right. you hit a franchise. Yeah. You know, so. I'm excited for the new Matrix, to be honest with you. I am, too. I am, too. I have to rewatch. I have not probably watched. Just watch the first one. Don't don't watch Reloaded or Revolution. Don't Just don't do that to yourself. I haven't watched a movie in so long. I sat down with my dad. Just watch the rave scene and Reloaded on repeat over and over again. And that's it? I remember seeing that movie the day of my senior prom and being so so disappointed. Great story. Great story. We skipped school to go goddamn watch The Matrix Reloaded. (laughs) Like, this movie sucked. The fuck? It's awful. I had a big cup. It was like a big like Matrix Reloaded cup that we got from Regal. I used to drink water out of it all the time. It was my favorite cup. Um, But all right. I think it's time to read some comic books, right? Nothing in oh, toys. Uh, one thing with toys. Yes. Huge fiasco with HasLab. The Black Series Rancor. $350. In scale with your six-inch figure, so the thing's massive, right? Yeah. People have been saying they, they're clamoring for this thing. So they had a, I think it was a week or two ago, they had a, it wasn't, it had to get to 9,000 backers, and it was at like 5,000. So they did a, uh, like a reveal. They normally do tiers. So like if it gets to 9,000, they're making the product. Right. And then they'll do, like, if it gets to 11000 we'll make the product, and then you're going to get this extra. And then if it gets to 12000 same thing. We'll give you this extra. So they release the tiers to try to boost this up, because sometimes that's, like, push them something to the limit. Yeah. The tiers were so bad that people started canceling their pre-order, and it lost, like, over five to 600 backers. Really? So the tiers were really bad. The one was like, we're going to give you a cardboard backdrop with a pit. Like, that should come with it anyway. Like, what do you, like, in a box, they give you the fucking cardboard backdrop yeah. all the time for shit. Why would that be a tier? We'll give you bones. What? We'll give you a Gamorrean guard. Like, you've already made that figure. You've sold that figure at Target. So you're, and they were going to give it to you in like special packaging. Oh. We're going to give you a Salacious Crumb, which I love Salacious Crumb, but they announced that a day after they just released like a three-pack of the monkey lizards that you can get at the Disney park. Right. So it's like, well, that's not exclusive. You you could just get it at Disney. And then the final one was like, we'll give you a Jedi Luke in special packaging. You've released that figure like a half dozen times. No, no Rancor Keeper. No Ula or Leia is prisoner. Right. Like those Ula and Leia is prisoner, they're never going to sell those at retail. They've said they will never sell those at retail. That would have been a great like incentive for collectors. It's it's a way to get around that, not selling it at retail. It's a direct to, to made to order. But no. So after they've had people back off, they uh announced today that they're like, We realize we made a mistake and we appreciate all your feedback. We're going to make Meliki the Rancor Keeper because we realize we probably shouldn't make a Rancor without someone to keep it. But it's just going to be like in a baggie. <laughs> like no packaging for it. They're like, it'll be like, oh, we'll, we'll give it to you for loose. 
But that they're including that in the nine thousand. So if it gets a nine thousand, you get the raincor and you get the raincor keeper. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's got to make it by like I think it's got like another week or two. I, I don't think it's going to get there. It might. It, some of these get like a huge push at the end. Crazy, they lost that they, many backers. They have but understandably bundled, so. They have bundled this, bungled this so poorly that. I don't know. Like, it might make it. It might not. You think this is going to fuck up those Kickstarter toys? I mean, it's almost. that's the other thing. Like, why you're doing it, like, around the holidays. Yeah. They're also doing it with, like, a G.I. Joe one that's for, like, the flag. Like, not the flag, sorry. The flag's the big airship carrier. But, like, one of the, the jets. Yeah. Um, And they're just doing too many. There's also, like, one where you can get, like, a proton pack. They're just, like, doing too many at the same time. So they're like they're cannibalizing the collectors that can't get everything. So they got to pick and choose. Like do one at a time. I understand you're doing different like fan bases, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like Hasbro for a long time has just been like, "What's that? It's a piece of shit. Put it in a box that says Star Wars. We'll sell them." <laughs> like I feel like they have just over valued the star wars brand where the it's just that they don't get a little it's, arrogant yeah it's star wars people fucking buy it it's yeah star wars yeah they get a little arrogant yeah well i just thought that was pretty interesting the way that they bungled it, especially with the announcement today did that nobody like, see the new trilogy oh my god well they, they kathleen just, kennedy well, let's just put this let's just slap the star wars logo on this piece of shit well they just figure too like all the merchandise is still original trilogy stuff like every time you go to the store it's still original trilogy stuff. Yeah. They made they almost made like zero Rise of Skywalker merchandise. Good. They didn't make like, any. That's mind-boggling to me. Like they didn't even make an Emperor. I would get from an Episode Nine I figure. Would, Emperor would be interesting. They didn't make it in any shape, like any shape or form. Like the big bad villain for the ninth film in your franchise, a franchise that was pretty much built on toys. And toy sales, you're not gonna. There's nothing gonna, for the new emperor. You're not gonna do that, huh? Not even a Lego set. No, nah, nothing. All right. There was no Lego set. There was either. nothing for the emperor. They did nothing. Wow. Because he shouldn't have been in the fucking movie. No, he wasn't in the plans. Trash, poo stink. All right. Uh, what you got for comment? <clears throat> so I did a holiday special. Holidays? Are we gonna do Christmas stuff after this one? I think so. All right. Um, I got a good one. So when this episode drops, will be December second. So oh, okay. So I will have a Christmas one. I think we didn't talk about this. Baron, I was just Baron was ahead of the game. He's got a Christmas. Does he? Yeah. All right. He good. said he's got Christmas card. He good. loves Christmas, right, Baron? Humbug. Yes. <laughs> That's good. I'm looking forward to hearing it, Baron. It's the least we can do. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Um, so I did a Marvel holiday special. I only read a part of it. It was long enough. It was. Um, this came out in 1994. I almost legit did the same one I did last year, which came out in 1991. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a little X-Men one. It's Beast and Iceman in Catastrophe on 34th Street. So we're going to read oh, that I one. I see what they did there. Yeah, really clever, huh? So it starts off with this goofy children's holiday special. There's this rat thing. Um, Midas the Million Dollar Mouse. I don't know if this is a play on one Mickey Mouse, but, um, yeah. Could be. There's all sorts of just these goofy Christmas characters, and then Iceman blasts it. It's playing in the Danger Room for some reason, and Iceman blasts it with a with a with an ice shot thing. Bah humbug. Um, him and Beast are in the Danger Room. They're they're just 
exercising and, and whatnot. Storm comes up to him, and they do a very good job of, of highlighting her, her behind. Oh, they do. Is this the 90s? Oh, yeah. It's the 90s for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She goes, hey, I uh, wanted to know if you guys wanted to go and uh, get some Christmas shopping done. I'm heading down to um, whatever. I'm heading down to Mall Gambit and Roger out ice, ice skating, and Jubilee is attempting to ambush Bishop into a snowball fight. So Seems um dangerous with his power set. Oh, yeah. And Just hers, a little bit. And hers. Just blast a little fireworks. Uh, but yeah, she says she's off to Stanford to do a little some last minute shopping. Ask the guys if they want to come. They're like, nah, we're not really feeling in the uh, we're not in the Christmas spirit. Like, Beast and Ice Man are just really down to the holidays. We just spoil your mood. Whatever. So sit there chatting about the holidays and and you know just kind of their thoughts and <clears throat> on the holidays, explain just just how you know everything that's been going on. This is like the phalanx saga. I think is around this time. There's a virus. Let me see. He mentions it. Um, legacy virus and the phalanx uh, tag, which were big storylines in 1994 um, for the X-Men. But um, anyways, they're sitting there. They see a news report on the TV that there's some kind of fiery monster that's attacking um, 34th Street. So they leave. They're like, okay, well, we're not doing anything else. We might as well just go fight this giant flaming lava monster. And uh, yeah, they go to battle them, and it's... It's uh, it's like what is Beast gonna do first and foremost? Iceman's trying to get him uh, to chill out, so to speak, but he can't. The, the guy's too hot, and he just melts his ice um, almost instantaneously. Beast is trying to throw like throwing like police cars and stuff at him. It's just it's just not working. Um, then they do remember. They're like, oh wait, we remember this guy. He looks very familiar, and they show a scene from years ago. It's it's kind of cool. They show them and they're up. Uh, like original, like nineteen sixties, like like an art style. Beast and Iceman sitting at a table. Oh, nice! And uh, they do the same thing. They fight this fire monster. Um, and I don't know if this is like an excerpt from an, an original comic. I have no idea. But they show like this them in the original costumes, all that stuff, fighting this fire monster. It'd be great if it was it's like, hey guys, we're like three pages short. Yeah, which yeah is, just pull this up from this old just one. Pull just it. Use this. All right, here's your, th- here's your three pages. We're short. <laughs> And like they, yeah. It, oh, I know that would be that'd be amazing. That'd be absolutely amazing. But it's just so cool to see Beast and Iceman doing this thing. They're they're talking. Um, they're trying to spread Christmas joy to this family monster or this fiery monster, and uh, and they eventually get through to him. And he go, he stops attacking and whatever. Everything's all good. He smiles and he goes and hides. So they flash back to this, and the, then Beast and Iceman remind him that you know, hey, like we remember you, like. Let's figure this out, right? We can figure this out. The reason why this fiery monster thing is attacking uh, the city <clears throat> is because his, he has kids, and his kids don't appreciate Christmas. So it's it, right. This is way out Typical. there. So it's Typical 90s propaganda. So it's Beast and Iceman's job to help um, this giant molten man monster freak thing uh, and his family come together over Christmas. So Beast drops down. He's got a Santa Claus hat. He goes, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And then Iceman does some, stu- some stuff. He goes, oh, what, I'm, you know, I, 
I'm an elf. I work at the North Pole just to get their Christmas spirit back. And they literally, so these two grumpy dudes who are down on the holidays, they ended up uh, really, really elated for Christmas because by helping out um, this lava man's family that lives underground. So, um, and yeah, that's kind of where it ends. So it's just kind of, you know, it starts off, they're all doomy and gloomy. And then they get in the Christmas spirit at the very end. And the, the closing scene is um, Iceman, you know, doing his little ice bridge thing where he, you know, he just kind of glides on it and beast on the on, for, on it from behind saying, oh, Merry, Merry X-Men Christmas to all and to all. Good night. So um, there is a couple other stories. I'm not going to read them. There's a cap story in here. There's a uh, there's a thing story in here. Couple other ones, but that's that's really what it. There's a Silver Surfer one. I for whatever reason I have no idea, but um, it has not. I don't even think it has anything to do with Christmas. Maybe it's like maybe it's another festive holiday. Space Christmas. I I could be I, Ramadan or Kwanzaa. <laughs> I have no idea what the heck it was, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. Iceman and Beast and the uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Nice, nice. So. All right. Well, I have a little comic book today. I, I found this at uh, Ollie's Discount Bargain Outlet. Great place. A great place indeed. So one thing we didn't cover, th- this covers a great movie that a uh, particular actor that I'm a fan of. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. He's a little out there. He's a little crazy. But he's known for making mixing action and Christmas before Bruce Willis ever dreamed of it. He did it with a little man named Danny Glover. That's right, folks. I'm talking Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, bringing you action, holiday cheer, and what you know. And there's rumors that he's making a fifth one of these movies. I think they're true. Oh boy! Yeah. I hope Danny Glover's back. Because if not, I'm out. Me too. And I hope Pesci's back too. That'd be nice. Leo gets. Leo. Leo gets a lot of things. So of course, folks, I'm talking about Mad Max. Now, this right here is Mad Max Fury Road. It's a collected edition. Uh, It's got a lot of different stories filling in the time frame between Thunderdome and Fury Road. Uh, We're going to talk today about the one filling in Max Rakstansky's background. Now, uh, it gives you kind of like a little background. It shows the fall of civilization, the rise of gas prices, uh, the lack of water. It shows. It kind of gives you a brief history of the events of Mad Max, uh, some brief history of the events of Road Warrior. Um, we get some beautiful shots of like Lord Humongous, and um, uh, we get some beautiful shots of Barter Town with Master Blaster and uh, what the heck was... Uh, Tina Turner's character's name. I can't remember. Either way, we see her too. So we get beyond Thunderdome shots. Okay. Um, just to kind of like, for those who Tina weren't Turner. aware of the previous three Mad Max movies, just to give you a little backstory. And then we see the uh, this awful burning, it looks like an abandoned oil rig that's that's still shooting fire into the sky and smoke everywhere. It's called Gas Town, which we, ne- we didn't see in Fury Road, but it was like kind of alluded to. Remember like when they're they're traveling and it's like, oh, they got the guy who owns Gas Town. Oh, and yeah, guy, yeah. The bullet farmer and all those people come together to chase down the, th- the, the, the war rig. Um, so we see, we see um, kind of like a, a three-wheeled, jalopy roll into this town 
um, desolate people, kind of dressed in rags. We got some henchmen, uh, heavily armed, kind of keeping these people in line. We see this hooded figure who's driving this jalopy. He comes through in this, uh, this, Oi, clear off your scav! Get that filth away from my ride! And uh, the guy puts both his hands on the front as uh, front of the hood as as we feel we we find out it's Max. He stops the rig and he just goes, "Hey, um, yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't take your hands off my car now that you've touched it." And the guy's like, "What are you talking about, scav?" And he goes, "Well, I, I have it rigged to blow if you take your hands off it." So he's like, uh, "I'm serious. I'll, I'll go get someone to disarm the bomb. I'll be right back." So he walks off. Guy's got his hands out. He's like, "Hey, old scav, get back here!" Oh no. And uh, we we see Max walk through this area, uh, people in cages trying to reach through. Um, and we find that the reason Max is here is there is a Thunderdome tournament to get a brand new motor mm. for his his uh, his vehicle. Uh, but this Thunderdome is a little different from the previous, whereas with the previous Thunderdome, it was two men enter, one man leave. This is many men enter. It's like the battle royale of Thunderdomes. Um, and the other thing that's not fair is some of these guys can use, uh, weapons and armor. That's not fair. The guy who's in charge of it is like, yeah, I'm going to let this pass. It's all good. So they start battling. Uh, Max uses some of his wits about him to try to formulate a plan. We get these guys fighting. One guy's got like bolts through his chest. He gets his teeth knocked out. We got another guy who looks like he took, uh, like the blade of a lawnmower and made it into, into a helmet that goes off on either side. Um, so we see Max climbing up the Thunderdome. The people are reaching through. They're trying to pick their winners because they're they're betting and gambling on it. So the people who didn't bet on Max, they're trying to gouge his eyes out, tear him down off the wall. Um, another of the contestants reaches over, grabs this, this uh, chainsaw, and uh, Max falls. A guy pulls a knife on him. Luckily, Max throws some sand in his eye, and they go, oh, no, and then Max takes the knife, uh, slices his throat, and as he's doing this, the guy with the chainsaw, and he kind of looks like uh, the new goblin. Okay. Harry Osborn's new goblin oh, from the great. third Spider-Man. Great it looks stuff. just like that. He comes up with the chainsaw. Max is trying to fight him. As he's about to chainsaw Max, another guy pops up who looks like Papa Shango. He stabs him right through the throat with a spear, and then he goes after Max. He starts to gouge Max. He's going after Max's eyes, trying to gouge it out. But Max, the chainsaw is still, still going. So he overpowers the gentleman. He slices through the guy's chest cavity through from the back with the chainsaw. And the artwork on this is beautiful. Uh, then we get another guy. Jumps on Max's back, tries to put him in a rear naked choke. That's the most dangerous of the chokes. It's always the rear naked one. Someone slices that guy's head right off his body. Who is it? Oh, it's the guy with the lawnmower blade on his head. Son of a dipstick. So Max, he's running away because this guy's got heavy, heavy armor. Max, he was originally trying to get that chainsaw because he knew that this guy was the guy to beat. He's the champion of the Thunderdome. Yeah. So there is no, you know, this is way past uh, Master Blaster's prime. Because Master Blaster, if you don't remember, he used to run Bartertown. So Max, he starts climbing up the cage, and this mysterious woman reaches through, and she hands him a flare, and she goes, here, take it. So Max uses that flare, lights it, he sticks it right in this guy's eye, and then he removes the guy's helmet, and he uses it to bludgeon the man to death. 
So apparently this guy, he was from a a, a warrior group, right? And they're pissed off because like he cheated. Someone gave him a weapon to use that wasn't his. And uh, the guy who was like, I don't care if people have weapons. He's like, eh, nope, we have a winner. He won. Max is your winner. So Max gets this engine and he's off to put it in his his uh very iconic vehicle that he has stashed away somewhere um, under a uh, canopy. And then as he's there, guess who's guess who shows up? There's who? no good hooligans that were friends with the guy that he killed to win the contest. Mm. So they draw him in quarter kind of like Gulliver, Gulliver from Gulliver's Travels. They kind of tie him off and stake his hands down in the sand, and then they stab him in the femoral artery, and they're like, yeah, take the knife out. If you want to survive, but you got to move fast. So Max does that. But guess what? He's bleeding out a lot, and he starts to pass out. And as he's passing out, he sees this cool-looking person ride up on a motorbike, and she's got, like, a skull helmet on and a shotgun, and then he passes out. And when we come to, we find that it's the woman that gave him the flare. And he's like, why did you save me? And she tells him that her daughter was taken by these same people, and she realized that he could fight a good fight. So he's, she tells him, now you owe me because I saved your life, so you got to save my daughter. So we see the two of them riding into town, and uh, they find this old abandoned church. We get a little backstory of the daughter. She explains to Max what her daughter would will look like. She's got a special pendant on her neck. And uh, Max goes into this underground lair to try to find this girl. And we see that the girl is kind of like Newt from Aliens. Okay. She's been like stashing away, hiding in little crevasses that these guys can't get to her at. And uh, these are just underground dwellers, kind of like chuds. They would eat that human flesh if they could because they're cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. That's what they are. So Max finds her. He says, I'm here with your mother. She give, He gives her like a little teddy bear that the mother gave him to let the girl know that this guy's on the up and up. He's not just some scumbag. Uh, Max finds her. They make their way out of the tunnels through many, many tumultuous situations. All these guys are coming to eat the flesh of Max and this little girl. And uh, Max says, wait a minute here. I got to get my war rig as uh, if I'm going to save you as well. So he finds his vehicle. He pops the girl in there. They start driving away from all these... These savages that are trying to stop them, they got, you know, they got their own vehicles with saw blades that pop out from side to side. You know, just the way Mad Max does things. And uh, they basically make it out through uh, some some nifty driving from Max. And he reunites the little girl with her mother. And the, the mother says, listen, you're a man of honor. Um, you don't have to be alone anymore. And Max says, just stop. And he gets in his car. He starts driving off. The mother and the daughter, they get on the motorcycle. They start driving off. Then Max stops, and he goes, wait a minute. Something's not right here. So he turns around real quick. He starts chasing after the mother and the daughter, and the little girl turns around with, with joy, and she goes, Mama, look. He, he changed his mind. He's coming back. He's coming back. And the mother looks. She's like, no, I, don't, I think something's wrong. And at that very moment, they just get smashed by one of the cars of the people that they just escaped from. Car smashes into their motorbike. We see the the mother and the daughter go flying off, landing very awkwardly, probably broken neck, many broken bones. Jesus. Max is just in anguish with rage. He takes his car and he smashes into the vehicle that just killed this girl and her mother. Uh, 
he walks away from this wreck unscathed because he's Mad Max. We don't know any other explanation other than that. He walks over to the little girl who's sitting there in the sand, bleeding out from her head wounds, and she's just asking if if uh, her mother's okay. Max looks over, sees that the mother's in a bloody heap, and he says, yeah, she's fine. And she goes, will you look after her for me? And he goes, I will. And then the last shot we see is Max uh, walking away from two crosses that he put in the ground um, in anguish because the little girl and, and the mother are no no longer with us. So it kind of just Max always seems to be a loner because everybody that he seems to bond or connect with, they die. Right. So that was kind of the one thing with Fury Road that was different was Furiosa didn't die. He was able to save the people and get the water uh, to the people in Fury Road. Spoilers. I know the movie's been out for a while, but in case you haven't seen it, go see it. Great it's, movie. It's an amazing movie. I went into so it not good. expecting what, what to... Oh, it was amazing. So good. Anything. And it it was blows so my mind that the same director that made all the Mad Max movies also made Babe, Babe, Pig in the City, Happy Feet, and Happy Feet 2. What a visual master, George. I'd Miller. say so. You've done everything. Yeah. You've done amazing. everything. So good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Baron, what do you got for us for the holiday season? Mm, yes, yes. You see? Ah, little holiday. It's Christmas, yes? Hmm? What say you, Matthew? Hmm? Christmas? It's Christmas. The Christ of Mass, yes, you see. So... I'm going back to the far side when it's to Gary Lawson, and it seems the far side is in uh, Jerusalem, you see. As I see, I see a a, a disheveled-looking house with a straw roof. Hmm. Outside of it are not one, not two, but thrice camels sitting there. Three camels. Now, who do you suspect would be riding in on three camels? It's a lot up, of camels. Up in the sky is the star of... Bethlehem, I believe it's called. Very bright, very blinding, you see. And we see, well, we see four men, four, four of them. Three standing outside the hut with the straw roof. Who's in the doorway? Oh, it seems to be Gabriel, the archangel. Very bright, long, luscious blonde locks, big billowy wings, you see, and a, and a white robe flowing for days. And there seems to be three men standing outside. They seem to be in good company, yes. But, oh, no, there's a shifty-eyed fourth gentleman who looks as though he's been told to leave. And it says, unbeknownst to most theologians, there was a fourth wise man who was turned away for bringing a fruit cake. <laughs> you see, because no one likes to get fruit cakes for the holidays. They are a terrible gift. I've never had one. How terrible are they? I like cake. I enjoy fruit. You're not gonna like it. Is it I've heard it's very dense. I heard you could bludgeon a man to death with that fruit cake. Yeah, it's thick. Oh my goodness! Who would make such a monstrosity for the holidays when there's other things like figgy pudding? Porcupine Jones. Oh, that's. He strikes again from beyond the state of where I reside now. You are listening out there in your city of sins. I shall find you and force you to eat a fruit cake of immense proportions. <laughs> I shall ram it down your gullet until you choke on the sin of this breaded cake. Hmm. Very well done. 
Very well. That's done, good Barrett. reading there. Yeah. The books are getting longer. I'm proud of you, Barrett. They're, I, they're not, I don't think they're getting longer. He's just getting very descriptive. I, I felt That's like possible, I, too. I felt like I was right there in Bethlehem. I did, too. I mean, I've gone to church for many times, and no one has captured the the, the manger scene. Not like even remotely close like no, that. That was great. Thank so. you very much. I feel bad for that fourth wise man. He just tried. Yeah. He did. Frankincense and myrrh, and uh, was it gold? Yeah. And then no fruitcakes, though. No fruitcakes. For the manger baby. Probably for the best. All right, everybody. That is a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much, as always, for your support. Um, We'll be back next week. Hopefully some more news. Maybe some new trailers. Who knows? Christmas Uh, festivities. Yes. Christmas specials for the whole month of... Holiday specials for the whole month of December. So thanks so much. Until next time. Now this is podcasting. Happy holidays.